Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and with me as always is my good friend, Bebop Robomogo Wanatron. Say hi to everybody, Bebop. Bebop, come on. What? You can't talk? Okay, he's shaking his head no. So you can talk? Okay. Now Bebop is nodding his head yes. So if you can't talk, what? You don't want to talk? He's shaking his head no again. Now he's kind of shrugging. And now he's waving his fingers in the air like he's playing an invisible piano. Bebop, what is going on? Oh, wait. You're not playing the piano. What is that? Oh, are you casting a spell? He's nodding yes. Wait, did you cast a spell to make it so I couldn't talk, but you accidentally made it so that you can't talk? He's nodding yes, no, sort of. <sighs> Bebop, this is terrible audio. If you can talk, can you just tell us what happened? Uh, he's shaking his head no. Okay, well, we need to get into the episode. If you remember what happened in the last episode, Bunce was sick and the past spells he had cast had taken over his body and he was a danger to the explorers. But when the kids tried to use magic to fix something, they all disappeared, all but Finn and Foggy. So let's see what happens in today's episode of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian on our own. Wait, 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 I have an idea, said Elias. We go out there, throw this scroll to Superbunce, he reads it, he says Urkafoom. No! shouted Finn. But it was too late. Elias was gone too. You know, I always thought you guys were smart, said Foggy. Holy cow, Foggy! It's just you and me now, said Finn. What do we do? One thing for sure, said Foggy. Don't say... Erica. No! shouted Finn. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say it. Okay, let's not make a joke out of it, though, right? Finn looked around the room. What do you think happened, Foggy? He said. Are they gone? In another dimension? Invisible? Did they just get shrunken until they're teeny tiny? Wait, you know what? Don't go over there in case they actually are teeny tiny. We don't want to squish anyone. Our best option is probably to do what you said in the first place said Foggy. We need to get to the bridge and see if we can find our way to the magical planet. Before a superbunce gets us, said Finn. Or we step on any of our tiny friends, said Foggy. Or, said Finn, 
We accidentally say Urka. Don't. Yelled Foggy. Gotcha, said Finn. I thought we just got through saying we weren't going to joke about this. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me, said Finn. Maybe Vale didn't disappear. Maybe he got really tiny and got into my brain somehow. Foggy flew up slightly off the floor, trying not to step where any tiny explorers could be, and then he put the scrolls back in the chest and lifted the chest off the floor. Finn opened the door to the compartment and looked out for Superbunts roaming the hallways. It's clear, he whispered, and he and Foggy began making their way to the bridge. Uh, now what? said Finn. That's the Shakespeare's defense alarm, said Foggy. It means the space station is under attack. All right, let's get to the bridge now, said Finn. Whatever is out there could be worse than the Superbunts. Finn and Foggy ran through the corridor, but stopped short in front of the bridge. The door was open and inside was Superbunts. Finn walked in slowly. He motioned for Foggy to stay back. They didn't want Superbunts to see the scrolls and to try to use even more magic. I'm not going to hurt you, said Superbunts without even looking at Finn. His eyes were on the giant view screen, which was splattered with green goop. I want to hurt you, don't get me wrong, said Bunce, but I can control it momentarily. What's going on here, Bunce, said Finn. It's the jammers. They've found us, said Bunce, and they're not messing around this time. They're sending giant missiles straight for us. Look! Those aren't little balloons splattering on our windshield. So what does that mean? said Finn. It means you all need to get out of here, said Bunce. It's me the jammers are after. Take your friends to an explorer pod and get off the Shakespeare. Friends? said Finn. Oh, that's right, you don't know. They're all gone. Even Juliana. What? said Bunce. And for the first time he looked at Finn. And even though the magic had twisted Bunce... And even though Finn had opposed Bunce for so long, Finn felt bad. He saw something human in Bunce at that moment, a father's pain, learning that his daughter was missing. Long story short, they tried some magic, it didn't work, and they all disappeared, said Finn. Let me guess, did the spell begin with an irk and end with an oom? Yeah, said Finn, surprised. Then you need to get off the Shakespeare, now, said Bunce. He grimaced like he was trying to keep control of whatever had taken him over. He sat down at the captain's chair. Here, I'm setting the navigation on Troop 103's pod. You need to go there now and get on it. The autopilot will take you where you need to go. Where, said Finn. And what about you? This is the only way to save your friends and Juliana, said Bunce. Go! No, said Finn. That's ridiculous. Bunce's lasers shot at Finn's feet. You're losing control. You're losing control, said Finn. No, said Bunce. I actually just wanted to shoot you. Now go! Finn and Foggy ran down the corridor as an explosion rocked the Shakespeare. They jumped onto the Explorer pod and the autopilot immediately shot them away from the Shakespeare. They looked back and saw giant green rockets splattering goo on the exterior of the Shakespeare. When they had gotten nearly a quarter mile away, Finn turned to Foggy. Foggy, do you think we did the right thing? We don't even know where we're going, and we just left Bunce in charge of the Marlow, all alone. Just then, 
An enormous green missile rocked the Shakespeare, tearing a giant hole in the space station. Yep, said Foggy. Seems like we did the right thing. All right, so we are actually no closer to knowing what happened to the disappeared explorers than we were in the last episode, but it seems that Bunce knows he just wasn't able to tell Finn and Foggy before they got onto the pod. So where is Bunce sending them? Can they really trust Bunce? And what is the fate of Bunce as a whole gets torn open in the Shakespeare. Well, maybe we'll find out next week, but who knows? We are heading toward a season finale, which means we do have to answer a number of these questions, but it's not quite there yet. Still got a couple weeks away from the season finale. And right now, the major question is, what was Bebop's deal? Why wasn't he talking? Well, maybe we'll have an answer to that next week. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been sending in spell ideas. Uh, maybe they're appearing in the show. Maybe they're not just yet, but I am going to use a couple of them very soon. Can't say which ones because of spoilers. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye-bye. All right, thanks again for hanging out with us. Thanks for sending in all your spell ideas. Keep sending them in. Don't send them to Bebop, please. I don't want any more slipper fires in here. But please do send them to earth at fincaspian.com. Subject line, spells. The Alien Adventures of Fincaspian is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Our intern is, of course, Emerson Messenger. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, the recently voted the nicest gentleman in the universe. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. Whew. Sorry, ran out of breath for a second there. For more great podcasts for your family, go to gzmshows.com and we will see you next week. Okay, look. I cast a spell to try to make Jonathan's voice really high and it bounced off him back onto me and I sound like this now, okay? You happy? I sound like this. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for six minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history.